the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the number one question we constantly get asked. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. And today we're going to talk about the main question we get asked, but actually it's two main questions we get asked because they have to go together. Yes. Because... Saying one does not fit the other until they're both explained. But before we go into those two questions, I want to say that we are here for the first podcast in our new studio for podcasting and YouTubing and actually yoga classes in downtown St. Pete. We opened up our studio, Yoga Energy, downtown St. Pete, 1010 Central, St. Petersburg, Florida. Florida. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> uh, not Russia. No However, Russia. I wouldn't mind going to Russia and opening up a studio there too. But we got to stay here right now. So, do I, I, I love how you build up the suspense with uh, the two questions or a two part question or all that. Should we go to break now? <laughs> so, the number one question we get asked is what is an Ayurvedic diet? Yes. And then the number two question we get asked is, what do we eat on a daily basis? Yes. In fact, we have people constantly asking us to email them what we eat daily. Really haven't done that, but I guess we should create a whole website for the food of the day. Exactly, huh? exactly. So, so to start with, I want to go in. We practice Ayurveda prior to 500 AD. AD. So it's completely different than what's being taught in most of the Ayurveda schools. Yes. In most of the Ayurveda schools that teach 500 AD and after are vegetarian or vegan. Yes. Because yeah. it, it was a political shift in Ayurveda at that time. But Charaka, who wrote the first books... Uh, talks about Ayurveda and meat. Yes. Uh, he talks about eating vegetables. He talks about eating rice. But the main thing he talks about is eating meat. Exactly. So can you explain first what is an Ayurvedic diet that is more of today's content as far as, say, going to Dr. Ladd's school? Yeah. So, because so, they yes, told you, literally, yeah. you had to eat this way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They also told me that uh, I would uh, lose uh, my family and friends going through the school, which I can see happening uh -huh. if you eat the way they say to eat. So, yes, the way they recomm uh, were recommending us to eat was uh, uh, vegetarian and uh well, the vegetarian is uh, is not a very precise definition. So they were they were including ghee. Okay. Let's put it this way: ghee was okay. So 
vegetarian and you can eat ghee. ghee. Some people who call themselves vegetarian may not include ghee. That's why I'm clarifying. But that's it. And uh, it was. And if uh, if uh, you have uh, trouble with your digestion. Uh, or if it is a colder time of the year, if it's a little bit more windy, if you are, if they label you as vada, then uh, you can eat. You uh, you should be eating more cooked foods, cooked mm-hmm. warm foods. Uh, but if they labeled you as kapha, uh, if your body type was kapha, or if it was uh, not fall or uh, winter uh you can eat raw so okay. it was it, it was very interesting okay and that still that all comes from 500 AD and to today yes so and with that they also talked about if you're and, and sick. That, that comes uh, from 500 AD to today or from the interpretation of the particular teacher Okay. So and yeah. with that, also they they did say you can eat meat, but only if it's cooked and only if you're sick. Correct? Only if you're sick, actually, yeah. Uh, o- only if you're sick. That's uh, that was the if you're sick or uh, elderly or yeah. So with that, if you're sick, you can eat meat because yeah. meat cures. Yeah, meat cures everything. Yeah. So, so they if you're meat. sick from being vegetarian, yeah, you eat meat to heal yourself. Yeah. So that's that was the whole concept because they don't really even say what is sick. I know exactly. that him and Doctor uh, from the Ayurveda, a lot of the Ayurveda courses that yes. we've taken, the the doctors we've talked to, and they all tell us that only if you're sick, but they don't really give a definition. Exactly. That's the thing. Nobody actually spells out what it means to be sick according to the old Ayurveda. Yes. Okay. And in today's world, pretty much everybody is sick. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone is sick because according to the old Ayurveda, you should have a tridoshic, a very well-balanced digestive system. That's the requirement. That's part, part of the requirements in order to be considered healthy. Okay, with that, uh, if you eat a lot of vegetables, yes. they have... A, they what have in, anti-nutrients. And what is an anti-nutrient? An anti-nutrient is something that nature created that uh, is, is not good for our gut. Nature created that to protect the grain, the vegetable, the fruit, to protect them from invaders. So they could reproduce. So they could reproduce, exactly. And uh, so we are part of the invaders Mm -hmm. so we are not our gut is not prepared to process those anti-nutrients without them having been processed in some way and a lot of people from something else and a lot of people are saying that the the anti-nutrients are what causes leaky gut 
Yes, exactly. Yes, they, we are, our God is not meant to digest those things as is. They have to be processed from somebody else, from the cow, mm-hmm. from an animal, or from cooking, or from something else, before they go into our gut. So they are going to make us sick and uh, they may make us sick right away or over time. It depends. Okay. And that's so if you have an unhealthy gut. Yes. That means you're sick. Yes. Which then means you should eat meat. Exactly. So the whole concept of if you being a vegetarian or a vegan, the whole concept is then you need to eat meat to heal. Yes. That's what Ayurveda says. Okay. It's common sense. So if we go even to today's Ayurveda, it yeah. actually says eat meat. Yes, exactly. Even though they tell you don't eat meat unless it, you're sick, but yet if you're sick, which we all are, we should eat meat. Exactly. That's that's why it is so puzzling to me. It's a, wh- why deliver part of the truth? Wh- why deliver part of what Charaka was intending why not look why not look at the evidence why not look at the history of all the people who are following the modern ayurveda are they healthy if they are not healthy themselves if the people who teach me the modern ayurveda are not healthy themselves if they don't have the healthy complexion, if uh, they don't have the the healthy tissues, the healthy muscle, the healthy fat, healthy bones. Why should I be listening to them? Now, with that, I just want to jump in. And if they're 20? Exactly. If they're 20, uh, I'm not going to listen to them period <laughs> because they haven't had enough time exactly. with the food exactly you can't say that a 20 year old that says they go vegetarian or vegan yeah. they're going to stay healthy for 10 years exactly. or so they yes. maybe maybe not but yeah. it's it's over those times of eating that bad mm-hmm. is where you start getting the yeah, issues exactly it's over time if you look time. at this, if I could have a 80-year-old mm-hmm. that is extremely healthy, that's been vegan for 40 years, mm-hmm. then I might listen to them. But I don't see and I don't hear from any of those people. I see the uh, uh, 78-year-old rock climber who eats a steak every day. Yes. Uh, I see the... the a uh, brain surgeon mm-hmm. who ate a steak and drank a glass of wine exactly. and ate butter every day. Exactly. So if you're looking at people that are in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and even 100, and what they are eating every day, you're seeing that they're really not eating a, a, a lot of vegetables and fruit and cutting out meat completely. Exactly. Yes. In yep. fact... If you look at what the old days, prisoners got bread and water. Mm-hmm. The kings got the meat. Yes. So it, it had the shift in what is healthy and what isn't healthy. Exactly. It is very recent. That shift is very recent compared to the original 
Ayurveda. Okay. So you had mentioned Charaka. Yeah. And I want to talk about who he is when we come back. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. So who is Charaka? Oh, Charaka. Yes, there are, there are all sorts of um, uh, opinions and speculations uh, on who Charaka is. Uh, actually, some people say that Charaka was a group of uh, individuals, not uh, just one. But, but, uh, there is enough evidence to say that the Charaka uh, lived uh, at around 200 BC. Okay. And we were Two. talking, the other stuff is 500 AD. Exactly. Is where the shift was. Exactly. So, so 200 BC. Yeah. BC. Charaka lived uh, around 200 BC, and Charaka traveled a lot around India. And uh, Charaka is considered the most um, uh, precise, okay. the most accurate. Um, school of medicine by by even Vagbada and Vagbada is considered pretty major in Ayurveda he's one of the three mm -hmm. but after he was afterwards okay yes so Charaka is Char the original Charaka is the original he's the Shadizal he is the Shadizal of Ayurveda yes <laughs> Charaka is the original okay and Charaka wrote Charaka wrote the Charaka Samhita Okay. Samhita means collection. Okay, and it, when people say Chinese medicine versus Ayurveda, which is older, is this the first written text? Uh, this is this is the first written text uh, that uh, we have of a systematized um, medical system that comes from India. Okay, uh, so, there may be someone may say there are Chinese who are older. We don't, we don't, we don't know. know. It's but, the Vedas. But it, we can argue that this is the oldest written? No? No. No. No, not about uh, uh, Ayurveda. Okay. About the Vedas. Okay. Yes, about the Vedas, not about Ayurveda. Very cool. Yeah. So, so the Vedas are... So quick. the Vedas are the four oldest textbooks okay the four old which is interesting i'm glad you brought that up i wouldn't have brought it up but uh, it makes perfect sense to bring it up it's uh the four oldest forms of written text are the vedas and the vedas are actually older than ayurveda ayurveda is considered the part uh, of the newest, of the most recent of the four Vedas. Okay. That's why I'm saying there can be, uh, in terms of medicine, in terms of ancient Chinese medicine, uh, there may be uh, texts that are older than Ayur the okay. Ayurveda. 
Yep, and yes. there might be other texts, but if there was, they were destroyed in the uh, Alexander exactly, Library. Exactly, in the li exactly the fire of the li yeah, the multiple fires uh -huh. of the Library of Alexandria. Now, why this is interesting and why I'm happy you brought that up is because Ayurveda, the point of Ayurveda was to make the community as healthy as possible. And it was focused on the human being, where a lot of the Vedas were focused on sacrifices and rituals and weird things out there. Ayurveda is focused on the human being and goes hand in hand with the Upanishads, ah. which were, again, the newest part of the Vedas that was, let's focus on the human being, on the mind, on the mind of the human being, and make it as healthy as possible. So both Ayurveda and the Upanishads were for health. That's why they were eating meat. Okay. So, and I, one of the things that I know that uh, you had told me about, about Cherica is this funny soup. And I haven't been able to find anybody on YouTube that talks about it. It's all vegan. Uh, but it's called... Meat soup. Yep. So how can you have a vegan meat soup? But uh, exactly. anyways, he talks about eating meat soup constantly. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so what is a meat soup? And did I make it last night? Yes. <laughs> a, a meat soup is basically take anything you can find from uh, the animal, from the bird, from whatever, all different sorts of things. Take anything you can find and boil it. Okay. That's, that's the meat soup. So Now, I know that the Vikings, because I, I like watching a lot of information on old food, mm -hmm. uh, they used to make a stew yes. where they would put the meat in the water with vegetables, and they would take it out after it was cooked, but they'd leave the, the water yes. and the broth continuing for the next day. Exactly. For the, a new part of food going in. Exactly. So, so a meat soup would be then basically uh, either like a bone broth or some type of water added to, and then you're cooking, uh, basically making a good, nutritious soup. Exactly. It's the easy, and it's the easiest. It's very nutritious because, not just because of what it has, because it is also delivering what it has in the easiest form for our gut to digest. Mm. And if you want to have a healthy body, if you want to have a solid body, Charaka was saying meat soup is an indispensable part of your diet. And he was also saying that meat soup will cure anything. Now, we can't say cure. Exactly, that's why. That's a disclaimer. That's yep. what Charaka, Charaka was saying. Said. Yep. Charaka was saying meat soup will cure anything. And I know that in his, in I don't know if it was in his book, but in those books, they talk about different types of like different colored birds. Yes. To oh, eat yeah. for certain things, different exactly. colored goats, yep. depending on how old the goat is and how young the goat is. Yep. And I know that a lot of people, I've seen it on several different things, saying that he didn't talk about eating cow. Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. There are parts in his uh, 
actually in the, even the even the first of the four volumes where he was talking about eating cow now the whole confusion with the uh, cow is uh, well i don't know why they say charaka didn't talk about eating cow he did talk about eating cow and, and even uh, uh, who's uh, the one guy that uh, wrote the one book that you like the red book Oh, Vivekananda. Yes, Swami Vivekananda said that there is no good Hindu who does not eat beef. And that's that's the thing. Cow cow is sacred. Cow is sacred in uh, uh, the ancient Indian tradition because cow cow represents Mother Earth. And I I understand why they think... uh, why they consider cow representing Mother Earth. The cow, the cow is, gives us everything. The cow gives us milk. Mm-hmm. The cow gives us ghee. The cow gives us meat. And the cow benefits the soil so much, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't have healthy soil without having uh, the cow. So it's, it makes perfect sense that cow is sacred. That's why the, you choose wisely what type of cow and when you're going to consume it. And I know that... You're uh, gonna, and I'm saying consume it with every sense of respect. Yes, yes. And I know that in the text, mm-hmm. he even talks about what type, how the cow has to yes. be raised yes. in order to eat it. Exactly. He, you can't eat a no, cow raising. that was killed, no. you, that was like hit by a car, exactly. even though he doesn't say car. Yeah. But uh, you can't, if you can't eat a cow that died of old age, Exactly. Uh, you can't eat a cow that was treated poorly. Exactly. You, it has to be farmed. Gra- uh, grazing, grazing yep. cow, happily roaming around and uh, treated with the utmost care. So exactly. he does say that he's not. He, does. he yeah. It's almost like he knew that there would yes. be these. The way that a lot of cows are raised here in the exactly. states now, that that's not the way we should be eating them. Exactly, it's amazing. It is amazing that. 200 BC or so, he was writing it like that. He he was, well, he had traveled, he had an open mind, and he was understanding the human nature. He was understanding the human mind to the highest degree. Okay. If you don't have anything else, we're going to say bye-bye until the next one next week, and then we might talk about what we eat. Stay tuned. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. Namaste kala. Namaste kala. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.